everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we're back for another week. It is getting closer and closer to football season. Yes. It's almost June. By the time you're listening to this, it will, will be, be June. June. It will be June. Yeah, Friday's June 1st, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. It's almost our two-year anniversary. Or one, yeah, two-year. Well, yeah, you know, we, no, well, we'd start two, our second year. It'd second be our year, first yeah. anniversary, and exactly. what are you, you going to buy me? I was going to ask you that, so now that you made this awkward. Uh, I made it awkward. You're the one who hasn't thought out a gift. <laughs> your gift, you're actually... I, I brought you a gift. You did? I did. Okay. Because there's a giant white can with a skull on it. Yes, a skull with a hop growing out of it. Yep. This is a can of Dubious from Bad Sons um, in uh, the Valley Derby, I believe, technically. This is the place that Craig and I visited shortly after they opened, and we were completely underwhelmed. By the With beer. The, beer. the, the beer place is really cool. The place was gorgeous. It was like all wooden. It smelled like fresh wood. It was almost like drinking in a, a bar built in a cabin. Yes. And the beer wasn't bad. It just wasn't remarkable. I didn't grab it. And we, we sampled. We did samplers of everything they had that day. And everything was like, all right, that's like a 2.5 or a 3 on the untapped scale for me. All right, that's a 2.5 or a 3. There was nothing I said, this is terrible, but nothing. Nothing that we decided to buy. Nothing wowed me. Yeah. Nothing wowed me. Which I was surprised about. Right. So that was like a year, a year and a half ago. Yep. And since then, the place has completely turned around. I don't know what they did, if they changed their brewing or they have a new brewmaster. I have no idea, but they definitely fine-tuned things to the point where they are now probably the most talked about brewery in our area in terms of the upstarts. Um, I mean, you know, we're always two roads fans, hashtag yeah. sponsors. Um, <laughs> but Bad Sons wants to get there first. We are fine we with are that. We are more than open to that. I mean, the last couple of times I've tried your stuff, it's been really good. So now I'm about to try Dubious, which I have not tried before. I'll read you the uh, brief description from the can. It is a highly evolved it. IPA. Craig is drinking it. Uh, it's completely danked out with notes of citrus, pine, cherry, and sweet orange goodness. Dry hop to the max with copious amounts of citra, mosaic, and Idaho 7 hop nuggets. Dubious IPA is truly a haze of sticky, resinous glory. <laughs> it carries an IBU of 28, which is really low for an IPA. Yeah. An IBU of 28 is really low, and it's 7% wow. alcohol. Craig, while you while I take my wow. first sip, you <clears throat> fill in the people. Those your couple thoughts. sips that I had, um, it's really really smooth, and for me, the back end of it is all orange. It's all orange for me. Okay. Um, I'm processing. This is almost like drinking. Well, to me, this is almost like drinking orange juice. This is probably. But it's the, good. I like it. This is probably the smoothest IPA I've ever had. There is, if you like hoppy IPAs, this is not this the is beer not for it. you. Um, when I read 28 on the IBUs, I'm like, <laughs> there's no such thing as a 28 IBU IPA, but yeah, there is. And the back end is like you bit into an orange and the extreme back end. I'm just getting a little bit of residual hops, but not what I would have yeah. expected as beer. This is good. It's not a beer I would reach for first at the beginning of the night. I tend to like stronger flavors up front and then to mellow out over the course of the night. But this is definitely a beer after I've had one or two and I wanted something else but didn't want something to smack me in the, fl- the face with like hops or like some obscene flavor. This would be something I would reach for. Yeah, this Absolutely is Absolutely better than when we were there. Definitely better. It's like t- 10 times better not than when e- we were there. It's not even comparable. It's like two it's different. It's like a different place. It really is. So we got to go back there now, right? <laughs> we do. We do. I'm I all mean, for that. You know, I, I, the, I, the, I, the play, like we said, the place was fantastic. The beers just underwhelmed us. 
to the point where we actually thought about going to Nebco after that because <laughs> it was right down the street and they were closed for a funeral. Yes, so they were. <laughs> we were like, that, we were like that's funny, but <laughs> no, I mean, that was the, the ironic part is the one time we were like, oh, let's finally go check out Nebco, which we eventually did. Um, they were closed for a funeral. So I think we ended up at the Hops Company that day. I believe so. That it's also was the down day. The that was the day that I we had a couple of beers, and I had the great idea that we were going to do a draft.com account and do two best ball leagues. That's right. And both those teams finished fourth place <laughs> in their respective ten See team that? leagues, and the money line was third. So we won nothing. <laughs> but still, I am so doing that again this year. By the should. way, I'm well. And I'm looking at, it looks like the uh, listener league we're talking about doing. Mm-hmm. We've already had a couple of folks write in and say they would do it. Um, I think I'm going to do it at myfantasyleague.com because they do best ball leagues for free. I can just literally go in there and set it up and set the parameters. And that's a beautiful thing. So anybody who's listening, who's thinking to myself themselves, I, I would do a league with you guys, but I can't take on another league. Best ball is zero management. Yeah, you draft once and you just let it go. No trades, no ad drops, no lineups. Every Monday morning, a computer sits there and goes, who is your best quarterback? All right, we'll use him. Who are your two best running backs? All right, we'll use them, et cetera. Yep. If somebody gets hurt, it just switches them out. It, does, it just never considers them. It takes the two best player or X number of best players you have. Yep. So it's a fantastic format for guys who love to draft but hate that week to week of who do I start, who do I don't. It's a fantastic format. So again, we still have spots in that league. Email us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are still taking applications. That draft will probably be in early July. Um, honestly, I haven't even thought about it. Or maybe when the league fills, we'll just do it. I don't yeah, know. We'll we figure it out. Anyway, on to burning hot take questions. So I am going to give this week. Okay. Because I have. He's oh, reaching for his phone. I'm reaching for my phone, which also keeps the time on this podcast. That's <laughs> why so I have to put it in a place where both Craig and I can see it. Um, I have. Two stories that I want to talk about. Okay. So I'm going to lead this week. Go right ahead. All right. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. In my division. In your division. division. Our friends at 360 Football love these guys. They're big fans, admittedly. The OTAs. Le'Veon Bell decided not to come at all. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger decided to come, but then missed the last four practices. Okay. And Antonio Brown decided to come and missed the last three practices. Okay. This is notable because Antonio Brown said when he got there, where is it? I'm looking for the quote. Now, this is, they right. missed this because they were hurt, right? There was no official explanation given for their absence. Okay. Quote, the first rule of getting better is showing up. You can't make anything better without showing up. End quote. That's what Antonio Brown said indirectly about the guys who skipped the OTA. How long ago did he say that? Um, this week. Okay. At the beginning of the OTAs when he showed up for the first couple practices but didn't stay for the whole thing. Okay. So here's the question. These guys are older. Yep. Antonio Brown's not exactly old, but they're they're getting older. Right. Bell is has every season had a problem with his contract. Yep, I think he's still working at he was he working at Carvel? No. He, uh, no, he wanted to apply to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, that's what it was. Okay. Every year he sits out because he's upset about his contract. Is this a problem? Because some people say it's a problem not to do the OTAs. Is it okay to show up for some of the OTAs and leave early? Is it not a big issue at all whether you come or not? If you were a teammate with these guys, would you be bothered by this? I uh, personally, I would be. It's kind of like the Brady not showing up. It just it sets a really bad precedent and a bad example. Is it for people? It, You're supposed to be leaders on your team. So you being a leader, you're supposed to be willing to do anything that anyone on that team does. 
It's a, it, and not you, give yourself like a privilege. You play to win the game. And I understand like you don't go as hard as them. You know, fine, whatever. Well, there's my follow up. Does that make Antonio Brown leaving early okay? Is this a conversation he has with the coach and say, listen, I showed up. I did my workouts with you guys. But listen, I really feel like I could use the extra rest. So I'm just going to go. Mm, I would say at least stick around till they're done. And just not practice? Just, just sit do practice? something. And what about Ben? I mean, same same thing. I think the Ben Roethlisberger is a problem because of the whole thing with um, him being uh, a, men- a mentor to Mason Rudolph. And that oh, whole, did he decide to be or not to be? Well, I mean, his his infamous quote was, you know, they don't pay me to be a mentor to this kid. But then he immediately backed down and it goes, oh, of course, every quarterback mentors the people who are going to come after him. I mean, I didn't say that because I just mean it's not my sole focus. He's, he backed down at it. Hmm. So you mentored this kid by showing up for two days and leaving for the last four? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I just think it sets a really bad example. I, I mean, I can understand it because they're veterans, but you know what I would like that I would like the team to do? I would like the team to stand up and say, we excused Ben for four practices because we want him healthy for the season. He showed up, he made the effort, he did what he asked we asked him to do, and he went home. At the end of the day, the teams can't force him to stay. These are the voluntary right, OTAs. Right, right. So all right, what do you got for me? Um you know, let's go with the second one you have for me. You did not prepare for this podcast at all, did not you? Not this question, because I was um, making just... sure that this computer worked. Okay. You didn't... Did Sidebar, not... I had to do surgery on our podcast computer. Hashtag, we'll do it live. Yes, <laughs> no, and sent me pictures of it. So I'm like, I'm sitting at home like, oh my God, are we going to be able to podcast this week? Is there going to be a season two? All right, so I'll find I'll find a couple things for us to talk about. Demarius Randall. Okay. Free safety for the Cleveland Browns. All right. Did you see what he did on Twitter? No. What did he do? I will read you the tweet. Okay. From 11.58 p.m. on May the 28th. So that's what, Tuesday night? Yes. Okay. Is it? No, Monday night. Monday night. No, what's today? Today is the 30th. You're right. Okay. Monday night. If the Cleveland Cavaliers win the 2018 NBA Finals, I'll buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. Wow. As of noon today... He had 777,145 retweets at 99.99 a jersey. That would be $77.7 million of jerseys. At first, he said, quote, honestly, I didn't think it was going to get over 100 retweets, to be honest. Since then, he has said it was, quote, obviously, end quote, a joke. Right. Are you expecting... A free jersey. No. From Demarius Randall. Is this stupid of him to do? That was. That was. I mean, there's been players that do stuff like that, but like, it's like, um, like Chad Johnson. He'll tweet something like, oh, I'm going to this place in Miami for lunch. Like the first people, 50 people that show up, I'm buying you lunch and you can have lunch with me. Like that's one thing. But if you just put out, just, just retweet this, like you know people are going to do it. Do you remember when you may not remember this? This may even go past you. When Twitter was very young, I was one of like the first like million people on Twitter. And the only reason I know that was because I was first dating my wife and she was telling me about this great new social network that she thought eventually would overtake Facebook. Um, that was like 10 years ago. Did you buy stock in it? No, but I did download it and I did. <laughs> I did get I, That's why I don't have a screen name with any underscores or numbers in it is because I was that early in. So and I actually had a lovely conversation with um Mort Anderson from um, ESPN. Yes, thank you. Uh, in the early days, right when, um, oh God, man, I'm already losing my train of thought. We're not even halfway know. through the beer. We're not. This is your story, so I can't help you. The dude who, the, uh, <laughs> the dude. 
<laughs> that guy from that place. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. All right. Reset. Ready? Yep. Okay. So when LeGarrette Blunt was in Oregon <laughs> and he punched that kid in the face okay. in the Boise State game, yep. I had a conversation back and forth with Morty Anderson the next day. Okay. And he ended up retweeting one of my thoughts, which really? was simply, no one condones you punching a person in the face. But given the situation that a Boise player tried to aggravate him, I think everyone understands why he reacted. Right. And Mort Anderson was like, this sums it up perfectly and resent it. I was like, oh, my God, I went totally fanboy. Somebody retweeted something I wrote. But the whole point of this is Shaq was also one of the very early Twitter users. And he used to tweet, I've got nothing to do today. I'm going to the fountain at the corner of Main and First, and I'm going to sit there from 10 to 2. Anybody who wants to come say hi, just come say hi. Now, again, there was not billions of people on Twitter at that point. Right. So, and like 25 people came and did selfies with them and just sat there, you know, just talked to them, things like that. You can't do that now. You yeah, can't do yeah. that. If Shaq did that now, he'd have a line of people around the street in any city in the, in the United States. Yeah. Period. Can't do it. What this dude should have done is said, I will buy jerseys for the first, I will buy jerseys for 50 random people yeah. who retweet this. There you go. That's what people who want to do giveaways do. If we had anything worth giving away on this podcast, that's how we would promote it on Twitter. Maybe yep. someday we will. Right Maybe. this second, we you don't. Know. I don't right now. Maybe I will someday. Maybe I will. And then Craig will be end up spending most of his time mailing out T-shirts or something. <laughs> because I'll be making out right get the first. The, <laughs> I'm going to pick 100 random people who retweet this. And send them a football fig nuts podcast T-shirt, and Craig's gonna be like, "Oh sweet Jesus, I'm at the box all those goddamn T-shirts," and mail them. More than likely. So, yeah. Um, so that was a mistake. I don't think it was obvious a, a joke. What's obvious is he understated the power of Twitter. Stuff goes viral, kids. It doesn't matter. Very quickly. Very quickly. Cough, Roseanne. Cough. <laughs> I mean, stuff happens, and you know. One does not simply take something off of the internet. No. Once it's out there, all it takes is a screenshot, which thanks to Apple is easier than ever now. My, I push two buttons on my iPhone. It doesn't make a difference what's on my screen. I've screenshotted Just it. click. And it's now mine forever. Yep. You can't, you can't delete those things. You can't put those things out there and expect people to say, oh, I didn't think I'd get 100 retweets. How many followers do you have? How many followers does he have? That's a great question. You know what? I'm going to look. All right. Uh, okay. His screen. His, he is at Randall time. Okay. Let's do a quick search. Hold on. My Twitter app is booting. Mm-hmm. These are the reasons we can't be live. Still thinking. The more I drink this beer, the more I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, it does light. grow on you. It's strong, though. Don't underestimate it. It's 7%. I mean, I'm starting to feel a little bit. Yeah, already. 7%. All right. There he is. Demarius Randall. Okay. Has 137,000 followers. And all of them retweeted. And then those people see it. Well, half that number retweeted. He had 70, oh, yeah, 770,000. But that's the thing. You retweet it, and if all it takes is somebody who has another 50,000 followers. Now your numbers just expanded. Yep. You know what I mean? All it takes is for Kanye to see it and say, ha, that's funny, and tap retweet. Now you've got another million people seeing it. Yep. Y- you can't. you got to be more careful. Much more careful. Oh. Do. Okay, well, here's a non-football question for you. Oh, man, he doubled oh. down when somebody at Cleveland strikes back. Yeah. Said zero chance he delivers on this proce- pro- uh, promise. He retweeted it with 100 percent chance. Oh, and a dear. Thumbs up. Oh, that's Demar- more than his contract. Yeah, Demarius. No, no. <laughs> just stop. Cut, cut your losses, man. <laughs> cut your blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. All right. What do you got for me? Um, Do you have any predictions for the 
NBA or NHL championships that are going on right now? I predict. All right, let's start with the NBA. I predict nothing. I have no idea. I it's don't follow basketball like I used final to. Final that there's been the last four. I years. was really hoping the Celtics were going to win Game Seven. Me too. And just then, to have something different. And then the Rockets decided to miss twenty-seven three-point shots in a row. Seven in a row. <laughs> A row. 47 in a <laughs> row? 27. 27. Oh. Uh, what about the NHL? Okay, so the real now, thing... I, like I said before, I ne- I learned, I did not know that about expansion teams in the NHL. What's that? I didn't know they get to pick and choose players from other teams. Was well, not where did you think they got the players? To, I never to thought about teams. it before. If I remember correctly, San Jose, the Sharks, when they came in, won like a total of nine games their first year. So they were like nine and 73. But... The NHL also said, you guys have like 30-man rosters. Okay, you can protect up to 18 players. So you were getting third, fourth string guys. They were picking AHL players that were they thought had better um, possibilities. This I, I don't think they did that. I think they said, you know, our, our expansion franchises like Nashville and San Jose have, have suffered too much. So we're only going to protect like nine hmm. like your, or ten. Your first two lines are the only things you can protect. Next thing you know, freaking Vegas is in the goddamn Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. So here's what I predict about the Stanley Cup Finals. All right. We're one game in. How is that? Is that your air conditioning? Not the fan. Oh, okay. Something just kicked on. Like, we have a fan? <laughs> it usually doesn't do that. It's downstairs. Oh, okay. Was it like on a timer or something? No, it's like a filter. Oh, okay. Good for that. It's an auto thing. Well, you have cats. You need that. All right. So anyway, back to what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, have you seen the pregame festivities that Vegas likes to do? Uh, not recently. Okay. You've been to NHL and AHL games. Yep. Do you remember during the Pirates of the Caribbean craze, our local team, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, did a whole thing where there was a big video display and the Sound Tiger would come in and they would play the theme from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like a two-minute. Yeah, yeah. This makes that look like, this compares to that like Rush compares to like a garage band. Okay. They have guys skate out in like Black Knight uniforms carrying the flag of whoever they're playing. Okay. Then a golden knight comes out of the opposite side, goes to center ice, does some sort of like kung fu thing that ends up with pointing the sword at them. And when they charge the golden knight, he taps the sword on the ice and lightning erupts in a like digital effect from the edge of his sword, shocking each of the black knights. Then depending on how they feel, sometimes they fight. Sometimes the black knights just run off. Sometimes the golden knight just does a victory lap. It's like a 20-minute thing. <laughs> it's like medieval nights before an NHL hockey game. Nice. And so somebody said somebody said today on, on NFL Radio, they asked him, what do you think about the NHL? He goes, he goes, my real question isn't so much who will win the Stanley Cup. My real question is, which will be longer, the actual game or the opening featuring the Golden Knight? It's like a big freaking to-do. Nice. So Vegas loves this. Oh, Craig's reaching for his phone. Are you going to look for this? I'm going to have to go look for it. You might watch I'm it after the podcast because it it's like long. It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> they do this huge opening number. Again, 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 it's Vegas. you got Celine Dion. you got Siegfried and Roy. Although I think isn't one of them dead. Uh, yeah, I think. All right. Well, anyway, while you're looking at that, I need to do. I do need to take a a quick sidestep because something sure. really terrible happened. Yes. Today. Yep. So, and I'd be remiss if I did not stop and mention the passing of the great Canadian actor Bruce J. Mitchell today. Um, for those of you who are like, who the hell is Bruce J. Mitchell? Because there's no such thing as great Canadian and actor in the same sentence which is not true because I'd offer you William Shatner as proof that that's not true. Bruce J. Mitchell played Zap Rosdauer in the tremendously bad production, The Final Sacrifice, 
which is best known for being the most requested mystery science theater episode of all time. Really? He plays a drifter who literally saves the world with the help of a 13-year-old kid, and the guy's name is Zap Rosdauer. The character is drunk throughout most of... <laughs> nice. Imagine Big Trouble in Little China yeah. set in Canada with a budget of about 250 bucks. Okay. And you have this movie. <laughs> but he is legendary in the cult movie uh, corners for, for doing this movie, and he passed away today. So, you know, tip of the cap to Bruce J. Mitchell, who played Zap Rosdauer. After the podcast is over, I'm going home to watch The Final Sacrifice, which I have on DVD. It's one of the episodes I have on DVD. I will put it in. It is absolutely hysterical that they ripped this movie apart. The acting is terrible. And in interviews, he would later admit he only got the job because he happened to be doing carpentry on the set that day and they thought he looked good in the, je- in the, in the jean jacket. Oh, like had. Harrison Ford. Basically, yes, except not nearly as famous. <laughs> so happy trails, Zap Rosdauer. I hope you find the beer you were looking for on The Sun, which if you know MST3K, you know exactly what that means. And if you don't, well, then go find a copy of The Final Sacrifice and watch it. It is worth the trip. All right, so off of that... So what else yeah. have we got going on right now? Football news. Uh, Brandon Marshall has a new home. Hey, did, did he officially sign? Did it happen in he, Seattle? He signed with the Seahawks. Um, I like for this. one year, two million dollars. All right. Who oh. else is? All right. Okay. Again, I'm not going to do who's that guy. Who else is is in Seattle right now? Can you do a quick look up? I'm trying to figure how this instantly impacts them. I thought he'd have a bigger impact in New York. And he did. He was on both New York teams. He was on both New York teams. I, I mean, I get it. He's um, at the tail end. So far, they have, well, Doug Baldwin's their number one. Oh, God. Brandon Marshall, Tyler Lockett, and then the list trails off. Okay, so I think he's going to fit in as a number three there. I mean, he's not going to repl- displace either uh, Baldwin or Lockett. Um, I think this is a clear message that on third down, they don't want it to be automatically Russell Wilson running. I, think I that's, can see that. I think they're trying to send that message loud and clear to Russell Wilson. Um, so I, I think yeah. it's a good signing. On that note, I should tell you, and I don't think I've told you this yet, Craig. I'll tell our yeah. listeners at the same time. Sure. I have begun working on the rankings. Have you? Yes. With a brand new statistical formula. Okay. I don't do projections. I do weekly productions. If you ask me on week three how many points Doug Baldwin will score, I'll tell you I think he's going to score between 22 and 25 points. But for season long. Fantasy points. Right. For season long, I just I just rank. This guy's gonna be better than that. This guy's gonna be better than that. So I use a, I I reference a lot of projections from people who know the business, and I won't say their names, but there are people I trust more than others. Right. So what I decided to do was start taking input and taking projections from well-known public sites. Again, not using anybody's private or subscription uh, intellectual material. Public sources like um, I'm trying to think, uh, CBS. ESPN, places who put out projections for free and then say, okay, I think these people are on crack. These people are great. I just kind of use them as a starting point and then do a ranking. Right. I made a statistical formula that incorporates four different sites, weighting them based on how much I trust them and then factors in the three year average points scored by each person according to CBS at a much lighter weight, more like a tiebreaker weight. And I adjust that number based on whether or not someone had a significant injury or has not played three years. So like Joe I Mixon, I gave a bump to because he, his three-year number was bad. If I don't do that... Now what do you consider a significant injury? Like out for X amount of games yeah. or a whole season? I mean, enough that it affects your three-year average. 
I mean, like, I'm trying to think of a good example of somebody who was out this year. Aaron Rodgers did not get a bump. He missed last year, but he had two solid years before that. His three-year average wasn't that affected by his injury. So I didn't bump him. Gotcha. But obviously, rookies don't have a three-year average. Right. So I, 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 I put something in there for them because automatically they were getting knocked down. Jimmy Garoppolo, his three-year average points in a season is like 42 because he started one half of a season, but he's been in the league for over three years. So, you know, I, I did this whole thing. and I've started to put together. I've gotten through quarterbacks and running backs. And shockingly <laughs> to me, Russell Wilson is high on my list. Really? High. People are, and again, this is based off of initial projections by a bunch of other experts, and then I over, and then I weight them the way I like them, and then move. And people now you're around. considering the last three years for that in that that tiebreaker, yes. But I'm okay. I'm asking I'm asking like CBS, what's Russell Wilson's in a PPR? What's his projected points this season? And they're giving me a number, and that number, and I weight that number. You know, all right, I I think that number's solid, so it stays in as is. I ask ESPN, but I don't like the ESPN number in particular, so I only weight half of those points, stuff like that. I weight everything the way I like them. And then I look at it and say, okay, does this rank work for me? Is this consensus rank? And then I start moving people around regardless of points as to where I think they fit in. But I look at I look at this kind of consensus projected number first as my starting point, and then I start doing my own ranks. Okay. You know, again, I'm not we're not paying <laughs> to do this. Were you shocked by anything you've come up with so far? Yeah. I got Matt Ryan outside the top ten, which really? shocked me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people like are down. far outside the top 10? Not that far. You ready for this, though? I, I used that three-year average to make sure I wouldn't have any pure ties, and he is purely tied with Alex Smith. Really? Yes. Right now, they are tied for like 12th or something like that. I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't tell you, but I was shocked. And, and again, I may look at that and go, you know what? I don't like that. I'm going to move Matt Ryan up one or two spots. Or I'm going to move Alex Smith down a spot, depending on what I personally feel a person's going to do. But I use these projections as a st- starting point. But yeah. Russell Wilson, high on everybody's list. Everybody's list. He was at least a top three from all wow. the stuff I've read. Everybody is big on Russell Wilson this year. I don't know. I think he's got some... The, pro- the reason Russell Wilson was big last year is because he rushed a lot. He got True. a lot of running touchdowns. I don't know if we're going to see that this year. Not if he has another target now. That's what I mean. That's where this whole thing started from, is I think the Brandon Marshall thing changes that. Maybe more passing touchdowns now. Who knows? Maybe. And who's their running back now? It changed, didn't it? Oh, it changes every freaking year. Let's look it up. The internet knows. I'm too tired to think. Not, no, it wasn't Mac. Seattle. Let's see here. Now, while I'm looking this up, here's another question for you. Yeah. Uh, did you see he was on the cover of the... Uh, Hall of Fame edition of Madden this year. Was it, was it uh, Chad Johnson? No, no, close, but no. Who was it? Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. In a Dallas uniform. Really? Now, how does this affect the Madden curse? Does this mean like he goes to jail now or no? does something happen to him? No, no. since he's retired, he's uh, he's immune to it. Yeah, I mean, if he goes and he plays a rec game, he might be in trouble, but... All right. Maybe he injures himself bowling. Terrell Owens, if I remember correctly, was an avid bowler. Mm-hmm. So maybe he hurts himself bowling. I have no uh, idea. Rashad Penny and Mike Davis. Yeah, I, I've i seen a lot of people who are high on Penny, and I've seen a lot of... The Rashad Penny thing is very um, polar. I've seen a lot of guys who think Rashad Penny could has, have the potential to be an RB1 this year, and I have people who said, like, don't even lose sleep about Rashad Penny. Don't even think about him. So huh. I don't know. He's going to end up... He's going to end up... And here's a fault of using um, a consensus... Okay. is he's going to end up in the middle of my pack 
because I've got guys who say you should rank him as high as 11 and I've got guys who say you should rank him as low as 30. So it's going to average out to like 18. He's going to end up in the middle of the pack, which is why I don't go solely based off of what other people do. I kind of just use it as my starting point. Yep. But I don't know what to do with him. I honestly don't. I, I could move. I, I, I feel like he needs to move up or he needs to move unless, down. Unless Mario drafts him and then he's going to have 2,000 yards oh. rushing. <laughs> Our friend, uh, our friend Mario in our season-long league. Particularly with Seattle running backs. Especially with Seattle running backs or running backs in general. He picks a rookie every year, and they're like the, in the top five. What year was it? I took a rookie out from underneath him, and he was like, oh, you jerk. I was about to take him, and I was like, thank you for saying that. <laughs> you know what? You know who that was? Who was it? That was Julio Jones. Was it? I took Julio Jones out from underneath him. One the, the and Julio Jones's first year because I thought he had a potential to be a, an out the gate number two because don't forget Roddy White was still there. Yep. And I thought he was going to be an out the gate number two in a high powered offense. And Mario was like, "Oh my God, you! How did you know about Julio Jones? I was just about to take him." I was like, "You are the man. That is like the blessing from above, right there." <laughs> yeah, he's he he is he's a great value drafter, our buddy Mario. If he gets somebody in the fifth round, you know that guy is going to end up being great. Yep. You know, I go back to the year that Emmett Smith held out, and I think it was like our second year doing this league. So we're talking about like 1994, and Emmett Smith was holding out, and Mario grabbed him in a third round and gave this impassioned speech, stopped the draft about how we were all <laughs> going to regret this because he was going to come back in like week three and own the league, and he was absolutely freaking rootly right. You know, so yeah, he did it with a running back. Uh, there was someone in Denver one year. He was on. He was on the C.J. Anderson trade before anybody else was. Someone in um, Green Bay. I don't know who he was on with Green Bay. Uh, sorry, with a K. Can't remember the top of my head. And he picked up Rudy Johnson his rookie year. I was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing from above if Mario picks you in the mid mid rounds. I mean, yeah. it just is. So anyway, so I don't know what to do with Shad Penny. I don't feel like I can leave him in the middle of the pack. I feel like he is either boom or bust. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to have a quote unquote average year and be an RB two. But I don't know where to put him yet. So I, I mean, again, it's early. I've started working on these rankings. These we're gonna do, we're gonna debut season two with our rankings. So I've got like another four weeks to get this stuff done. But so far, the running back and quarterback. I, I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm shocked Matt Ryan was outside the top ten. But I'm also looking at the eight or nine guys in front of him, and I'm thinking I don't know how many of these guys I can move him up past. Right. You know, I, I just don't know. Atlanta is such a balanced offense now, and I do feel like I'm starting to I'm starting to fall off the Julio train. I'm starting to fall off the Julio train. Because of injury or? I think he's regressing. I think the word is out on Julio. I think the book is out on him. I think people know what to expect from him. They know his tricks. And I think Matt Ryan doesn't target him enough. I I had this conversation last week when I was off with a guy on Twitter. I was like, I am. The question was put on Twitter. Are you taking Julio Jones in the first round if he's the best player available? And my answer was no. Because yes, he's going to have 240 yards and two touchdowns and score you 50 points one week. You remember the the week after that was three catches for forty in a full point PPR. That's plus seven. That doesn't help anyone. No, he well, went from fifty one to seven <laughs> in the first four weeks. He broke double digits in fantasy points last year once in a in a regular PPR league. He is incredibly inconsistent. Now here's the thing: the guy who was discussing this with me on Twitter said, "Look at his targets and receptions, and in those spans where he had really bad runs, he was." he was always catching a minimum of 50% of his targets. Okay. So the week that he only had three catches for 40, he was only targeted five times. The week before, he was targeted 15. What happens there? 
Why do you yeah. go from getting looked at 15 times in a game by Matt Ryan to getting looked at five times in a game? So that's the thing. It's not even a Julio thing. Part so it's of just it, a situational thing then. Part of it is that Matt, they have weapons. They have weapons. Why are you going to force the ball on first and 10 to Julio Jones when you've got Devontae Freeman and or Tevin Coleman in a flat for an easy five yards or on yeah. a screen? Why? Because you know are they're going to double team Julio. Yes. You know they're going to try to isolate him. You know they are. So why would you force it to him? You're not going to. That's the easy answer. So the so I'm not big on the Julio thing because I think a lot of the defenders are on to whatever his particular brand of play is. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that Matt Ryan, while he prefers him as a receiver, is not going to force it to him. Period. He's no, just Matt, not Matt Ryan do doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He doesn't. In general. He doesn't. But that's the problem. There's a too balanced an offense there for me to say Julio is going to be big on my list. Now, I haven't done wide receivers at all. I guarantee you he's still a top five wide receiver. How many wide receivers are you ranking? I haven't decided yet that either. I, I did 20-plus quarterbacks and 25 running backs, but I, I have not decided. Wide receivers, I may go I mean, there's so many. 40. I may go 40. Because, I mean, that know, makes sense. The other part of it is, too, is when you're using consensus projections, what one guy has at number 21, if I make the cutoff at 20, is going to be number 16 on somebody else's list. Right. And vice versa. So even if I take the top 20 from four different sites, I'm looking at a list of at least 30 different players, probably more. So you got to take that into account as well. So, but we will, we'll, we'll unveil our, our and I, I'm doing my rankings. Craig is going to do his rankings. Um, and we're probably bringing in a, a special guest for our third ranking. We'll be doing a consensus fig nut ranking uh, for the July shows. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, running back wise. I keep laughing just because David Johnson keeps sliding down my list. I hate to keep feeding <laughs> this troll, but I think he's down to five now on my list. And the consensus picks are, and I didn't move him. The consensus put him at five. And I was like, uh, but now I'm also seeing, I saw one expert that said Le'Veon Bell's going to slide. He had him at four. Um, really? Yeah. I, I see. Uh, I see some people. Who, do, you, do you see, do you take Kamara or uh, Barkley first? Oh, Kamara. Based on what I've seen so far amongst other people, what other people are suggesting, Kamara. But I've seen one guy who said Kamara's the number two running back in the league, and that's that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy. There is uh, no We'll see way. how he does his first four games being the only running back. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and don't forget, sophomore slumps happen for ball carriers. They do. They yep. happen. So I'm not, I, I hate to jinx you that way. But, you know, I think there's a there's a chance you'll be fielding some trade offers for Alvin Kamara on week four if he's off to a bad start. <laughs> Um, did you see actually Teddy Bridgewater apparently making huge strides in OTAs for the Jets? Didn't he sign a one-year deal there? He did. And so this uh, is apparently he's, but he's like really impressive, impressing them because he wants to start this year so he can sign somewhere else. Yeah, that's and you the know they're not going to start. They're not going to start Darnold, and unless they have to. Unless they have to, but so is he really going to push McCown for the starting job? I don't think he is. Uh, he might. We'll we'll find out. But apparently, he's doing really well in uh, training. I think. I think this is like I talked about last week with the independent league kind of stuff, where people go someplace to try and impress yep. and get out. I think that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to impress. I think he wants to get to week three, see, and then and see if the Jets can trade him somewhere. That's my gut feeling. Someone's going to end up needing a quarterback in the first four weeks of the season due to injury or something terrible happening, knock on wood, it doesn't, but we know it's going to. Yep. Um, and he wants to be that guy. He wants to be the Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he's older, he wants to be shipped out somewhere to take over and try to get a bigger deal out of it. 
I think that's what his plan is. So we'll that see what sense. happens. If Andrew Luck doesn't come back. Has anyone seen Andrew Luck throw a ball? No. Anyone in the last two years? No. <laughs> and everything I've read, again, read a lot of different opinions. Everybody has him at like nine or ten overall with the asterisk if we see him play in the preseason. You know, don't touch him if you don't see him. Right. Excuse me. And that's what people are saying. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of luck. You know who was surprisingly low on my ranks? Uh, Blake Bortles. No, he was actually mid-pack. He's okay. too low for you. Excuse me. My goodness. I have hiccups suddenly. Um, when our consensus comes out, when Blake Bortles lands at number 13, <laughs> it's because two of us are going to have him between 25 and 30, and Craig has him at number one super A-plus double-rated five-star, five-star Blake Bortles. The, Bla- the Blake Bortles fan club... Member 001 sits across from me every Wednesday night. Um, no, you're actually not that bad, but I do know you love Blake Bortles. Our buddy Sean loves Blake Bortles even more. He loves Blake Bortles in the DFS every week. Yeah, for the money, for the value of him. Oh, He's never expensive. It's never expensive because you never know what you're going to get. Nope. The box of chocolates, man. I keep right. reaching in and I get crap. Everybody else reaches in and they get 35 points out of them. Anyway, no, um, the guy who's been rated rather low and shockingly to me, yeah. Jared Goff. Really? Yes. Like outside the top 15, I think I have him at 18 or 19 right now. People seem to think that as great as L.A. has gotten, their plan is a short passing game with a lot of dump offs and a lot of involving Todd Gurley. I mean, obviously, Gurley. Gonna, you think so they're going to change their offense? I think that, I think they're going to they're catering more to him. One expert said uh, this week from Rotowire, I think it was Mario Puig from Rotowire, said one of the reasons Sammy Watkins isn't in L.A. anymore is because he runs long routes better than everybody. Right. And Jared Goff doesn't want to throw downfield. He does not like throwing the bomb. So that's why Sammy Watkins virtually disappeared in L.A. He drew some coverage, but he really didn't produce because Goff just does not like throwing. He's obviously got the arm strength. We've seen it from him before. He prefers the short routes. And again, it goes to the same thing with the whole why force to Julio. Why right. take the shot downfield when you've got all those weapons closer to home? I get it. I get it. But I mean, ask the Kansas City Chiefs what happens when, you know, they decide they're going to air it out a little bit. All of a sudden, Tyreek Hill is a first round pick in some leagues. It changes things. It changes yep. things a lot. So, you know, I think Sammy Watkins is going to put this right now. Absolute sleeper pick at wide out. I think he is going to be a fantastic add to Kansas City because I think Pat Mahomes is going to look to throw long, and I think they are going to try and confuse offenses by having both Hill and Watkins run differing routes. Mm -hmm. So Watkins may go long a couple times. He may cut across the middle a couple times. He may stop short. I think you're going to see different routes out of them every single play, different length routes too, and you're going to start to see Mahomes be like, all right, I can hit Sammy Watkins 30 yards down the field, no problem. And I think that's where they're going to, which is they're going to need to do because I don't think I got a bad feeling Kansas City's offense is going to be extraordinarily vanilla this year. Really, with Ma- with Matt Nagy gone, are you going to be upset if there's a Kansas City Chief on the cover of Madden? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> the only one because there's a silhouette of it online, and it, it looks like a receiver. And the way that it's black and white because it's oh, faded, I'm but for the, beer. the tone of it of his helmet, it looks like you could turn that into red very easily. If they put Tyreek Hill on the cover of Madden, I will die. <laughs> I will absolutely die. Um, no, that's... Yeah, so I personally believe in the Madden curse. Okay, but so who, but who do you think it is? Who do you think this guy that they have it silhouetted looks, it there is? It looks like a receiver, but I just can't. Okay. 
I don't know. It's like the tone of it. I'll see if I can find it so I can show you. But like, so it's all colored out. So it's black and white. Right. But I can see if you turn the color back on, I can see the shade of his helmet turning red. All right. I need to see the silhouette in order for me. Right, to I will. I will this. look up the silhouette. So while Craig is looking that up, let me take a moment just to remind you: if you have an opportunity to rate our podcast, Hi, please Deb. do so. Hi, Deb. Um, hi to our buddy, Tim. My 25th college reunion this weekend, by the way. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Astronaut cowboy millionaire, folks. Astronaut <laughs> cowboy millionaire. Um, th- please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Uh, we will be doing, we're going to try in season two to do a couple of giveaways. I talked about like retweet giveaways and things like that. We will definitely be trying to do that. We're also looking at upgrading the website at some point in the next year. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. I know the off season has been a little boring because we've been really distracted and we've tried a lot of new beers. Um, the double double ruffled feathers incident rings true <laughs> where I had two of those bad boys in a 45-minute podcast. And by the end of it, I pretty much was giving lotto numbers out. Um, but, you know, this is we're, we have a good time with this podcast. We're really working towards a great season. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the fan league, which again, email us fignutsdfs at gmail.com if you'd like into the fan league. We have spots open. Uh, we're we also do. what's that? We do have spots. We open. do, yeah, we we do. We have a few spots open still. Uh, that'll be drafting sometime in July, and it will most likely be best ball. In addition, so what can you expect in season two? While Craig is looking up that silhouette, still, uh, not only we're we gonna do rankings and things like that, but during the season you can expect our weekly DFS rankings to continue. Um, we will also be doing uh, some stuff around draft.com. We'll be doing at least one or two of those leagues and possibly one live because they do happen so quickly uh, that we could probably do one live on the air. But we enjoyed doing those and uh, talking about ADP. We'll be talking about average draft position as we get closer. Once we get into the beginning of August, we'll be focusing a lot on ADP because that really matters a season long. And uh, we'll go from there. So we're really looking forward to the 2018 season. I think it's going to be a great season. We'll do Super Bowl picks. There is. We will. We will do we'll Super do Bowl that picks. Again. We probably should do that. You know what? We should do that before the end of season one, seeing it's a slow time. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll do that. Uh, we may even talk about odds, the over-unders in uh, terms of win totals. We talked about briefly. We may revisit that, but we got a lot uh, going on. How many teams do we have? How many openings do we have for best ball? Um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. More than three, less than ten. A All handful. Right, here's here's a picture of it. All right, Craig is now handing me a picture of the Madden. If you imagine you turning the color back on on that the helmet, Madden 19 cover. Okay. If you imagine turning the color back on on that picture, that I could, can see I can see that turning red. That could be a red helmet, but that doesn't look anything like Tyree Kill's build. So you know who I? Who do you think? It looks like a receiver. I don't think it's a running back. Well, he's lanky. He's tall looking, which leads me to think he's a receiver. Yeah. Whose career will be ended by Madden this year? You want to honestly know who I think that looks like? Who do you think it looks like? It looks like Josh Gordon to me. Really? I can't imagine they put Josh Gordon on the cover of Madden I 19. can't either, but I mean, you know, they could. But It looks like him to me. Yeah. Could also be OBJ. Same body type as Odell. I could see that. I don't know. I don't know. It Who's can't on be Tyreek Hill. No, it can't be anyone on the Redskins. It can't be Tyreek Hill. Who on the Redskins could it possibly be? No, I no one. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's another thing. If you know who is on the cover of Madden 19 or you'd like to venture a guess, email us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We'd love to read your email. Okay, one more thing before we get to final thoughts. Yeah. Did you see my cookie poll? 
Um, I was at work while this was going on, so I was very confused on why we were voting on cookies. Okay, so I'm so. working. All right, so here's the story. <laughs> I'm working on the preseason rankings, yep. and I'm sitting at, at the computer. I've got two computer screens open in front of me. I've got one with my statistical analysis in it, and I've got one that's showing me other websites and what other people are predicting, and, and, and I'm, I'm looking at their different information, and I'm kind of combining it into my own stuff grabbing a little bit from here, a little bit from there, this expert, that expert, etc. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and all of a sudden, my wife emerges from the kitchen with a plate of freshly baked snickerdoodles. Okay. And I realize I have been so mentally engrossed in trying to figure out the rankings that I have completely missed the smell of baking cinnamon throughout my entire house. Nice. My house stinks of baking cinnamon at this point, okay. which I love. I would say stinks, but it's, it's a fantastic smell. And my wife says, would you like some cookies? I made some cookies because you look like you were hard at work. And I was like, thank you. So now my brain, because I'm exhausted, I've had zero beer at this point, by the way. I'm completely sober. And I've got a snickerdoodle. I said, you know what's really important in this day and age? What's your favorite cookie? I looked at my wife and I said, the snickerdoodle is an underrated cookie type. And she goes, I it don't is. think a lot of people would agree with you. So I put it on Twitter. <laughs> and the Twitter poll came back loud and clear that the writing, the writing candidate almost pulled it off, which was Oreo slash Girl Scout cookies. I okay. totally glossed over Girl Scout cookies and Oreo. Okay. Thank you to, I believe it was Commissioner McGlynn who brought up the Girl Scout cookies and um, Goat, the Goat District, yep. that brought up Oreos. Um, but in the actual poll, chocolate chip edged snickerdoodles by about 10%. So there was some snickerdoodle love out there on the internet. How did peanut butter do? Was that even an option? Did we list peanut butter? I don't know. I, wasn't I don't there. remember. No, I think the third option was sugar cookie, and it was other. That's okay. the other thing. Twitter polls only allow you to give four choices. Yeah. Are you kidding? I mean, I understand you don't want 45 choices out there. But there's easily, I mean, that's what I said to my wife. I'm like, all right, so I want to do a snickerdoodle versus everybody. So snickerdoodle's got to be in there. Chocolate chip's got to be in there. What do I do for the third one? Because the fourth one's going to be other. And she was like, I don't know, probably sugar cookies are the third most popular. And I'm like, but those are very similar to snickerdoodles. It's just pretty much there's two or three subtle differences. And she was like, no, I think they're different enough. So I put sugar cookies out there. So now I'm getting the writing candidates of Oreo and Girl Scout cookies. And I'm like, how do you miss those? I needed two more slots for them. Yep. Can't do a lot. Yeah. You know, I want to guess maybe that's Antonio Brown. Let me see the picture again. There's, I found a better one. Let me see it. Oh, oh it dropping just everything. over the timer. That's my uh, iPhone still breaking. It. It's due for an upgrade anyway. That absolutely could be an Antonio Brown. Maybe. You know, that absolutely could be. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the, the lack of talking. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That could be. I would say it's, I would go Odell before Antonio. Yep. But I think I think you've got a point there. It could absolutely be Antonio Brown. Yeah, we'll when are they releasing this? Uh, it gets released in. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's August, but they're gonna like show it off next month. So we got like within a month, we'll have a follow up on the uh, Madden 19 cover. Yeah, and get to predict when that person gets. Yeah, the big uh, E3 video game like press news conference thing is in June, so we'll be doing it then. All right. So before the end of the season, we'll have the answer to that. Oh yeah, we should. So. Anyway. All right, let's wrap it up because it's, we've been rambling this week because there isn't a whole lot of news. There isn't. There's I've, other news that we've been talking about that we're just not going to talk about anymore. I, I'm not talking about Jerry Jones anymore. <laughs> I'm not talking about Jerry Jones anymore. <laughs> I'm done with that. He talks about himself enough. <laughs> Talked about himself. Did you know that Jerry Jones knows Donald Trump? Did you know that? Well, if you didn't, Jerry Jones wants you to know that Jerry Jones has spoken to Donald Trump and Donald Trump has told Jerry Jones some things and Jerry Jones will tell you what those things are. The end. <laughs> I just I can't 
I have never seen an owner that is more self-promotional. Maybe Mark Cuban in the NBA. Maybe. Maybe. Steinbrenner. No, he just hated everyone. No, Steinbrenner loved the limelight, but he wasn't self-promotional about it. He was all about the Yankees, but he loved being quoted and put in the newspapers and everything. Jerry Jones wants you to pay attention to Jerry Jones. And if he has to own the Dallas Cowboys for that to happen, that's what will happen. He's not doing it to draw attention to the Cowboys. You'll notice in that article that we discussed earlier today where Jerry Jones is talking to Donald Trump about the kneeling controversy. Yep. The words Dallas Cowboys, other than the first line saying the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, never appears. That is true. It's, it's all never Jerry the article. Jones. Right. The article is not about the Dallas Cowboys. The out, article is about Jerry Jones talking <laughs> to the president of the United States. About Jerry Jones. About Jerry Jones related issues. That's my issue with it. Steinbrenner was outspoken about Yankee issues. Oh, why did you fire Billy Martin again? again why for do you, the third time. Why do you have these ridiculous hair rules on your team? Mattingly, shave those sideburns. <laughs> I don't think you know what a sideburn is, Mr. Burns. But yes, but he can, it was at least something about the Yankees. It was absurd sometimes. Jerry Jones does not even need the Dallas Cowboys to be in the conversation for it to be about him. And that drives me nuts. That's true. I. I mean, about think Jerry about Jones. it. You think about it. How many other owners can you name off the top of your head? Because I was thinking about this earlier today. All right. Now yep. we're going to talk about it anyway. All right. Um, the Rooney family has owned Pittsburgh forever. Yep. Uh, Robert Kraft, because he's another guy, but he's much like Steinbrenner. When he's in the news, it's something to do with the Patriots. Right. The Mara family, because uh, the Giants have been in the Mara family forever. Right. Who else? Who else jumps to your mind? Arthur Blank, just because he's famous because he actually supported uh, Michael Vick when he was going through the dog trial thing. Yep. Uh, the Brown family, because I hate Mike Brown with passion. But you, that's your team. It is. That's your team. Who it owns is. the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, couldn't tell you. Exactly. I can tell you. It's the Hunt family. It's the Hunt family. I forget that Clark Hunt is our, 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 our CEO and chairman. Who owns the San Diego Chargers? Uh, San Diego. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Who owns the Green Bay Packers? Green Bay. Okay, that one's easy. Who ah, owns the Chicago Bears? Don't know. See, exactly. Exactly. But you know, Jerry Jones is the owner and operator of the Dallas Cowboys. It is literally to the point where it's going to be Jerry Jones presents <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys presented by Jerry Jones, presented in full color on Jerry Jones's gigantic Jerry Vision Jones screen. <laughs> It is it's it, it's absurd to me how much he likes to insert himself in it. So you know what? I don't care that he and the president talked about the kneeling thing. I don't. The NFL has botched this so badly. You know what Jerry Jones doesn't talk about? He doesn't talk about the reported the reports that he talked to the guy from Papa John's and encouraged them to pull sponsorship from the NFL over the kneeling thing. He conveniently doesn't like to talk about that. No, because that's not convenient at this time. Exactly, and it's not, and it, it doesn't put him in a favorable light. But he loves self-promoting, loves it. How that guy does not have a reality show yet is beyond my understanding. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he does in Dallas, and we just don't know about it. I have no idea. But I, I just, I can't, I can't get over how self-promotional the guy is. Everything is secondary to him. So it's not, I don't, it's not even a news story that he's talking to the president about the kneeling thing. It's not. It's no. All right. That's Britt's final thought. That is. Britt's final thought is I, I've just, I've, the season is in, we're in dead, the dead <laughs> of the off season and I can't. We're in the no exit zone. We're in a no exit zone. If you live in Connecticut, <laughs> you know exactly what we mean. We are driving through the Pennsylvania on our road trip across America. If the road trip was a off season, there's 30 miles between exits. Get comfortable. <laughs> that's, I just can't escape Jerry Jones stories. 
No. I can't escape Jerry Jones stories, so I'm, I'm done with that. All right, Craig, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I think we should go back to Bad Sons and give it another try because this beer was much better than I remember it. What's your weekend schedule like this weekend? Uh, this weekend, well, Saturday I have stuff to do and Sunday I'm working, so we'll figure oh, it out. don't help me. No, I know. Don't help me. I know our wives want to check it out, so it's worthwhile to go on a weekend so we can bring our wives with us. You do that. So that, that Maybe would be next Saturday. Yeah. Or next. Oh, no. A week from Saturday, I'm, I have a birthday party. My uh, my nephew's turning to. Oh. My, uh, as, Three I, Saturdays I, from now. Yeah, I'll have to look at a date. <laughs> let's let's set a date, though. Let's actually set a date so we can just go do this. Um, my sister-in-law, Kelly, um, my nephew uh, likes to FaceTime, likes the fact that he can see people who aren't there with him mm-hmm. and somehow requested to see Uncle Britt and Auntie Christy today. And so she FaceTimed us. And this little boy, you would have thought like Harry Potter just materialized in his living room. He was so excited that he could see his aunt and uncle on this little tiny phone. <laughs> and he ran around like an idiot for 15 minutes and kept running up to the phone and talking to us and and then running away. So And then you hung up. And then, yeah. And then he had to go have <laughs> dinner. So he was like, bye-bye. So, all right. That's it for us this week. Uh, as always, like I've said before a million times, probably like four times this episode alone, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. If you're interested in getting into our listener league, email us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. If you're starting to prep for your league and you have specific questions you want us to address on air, please send them to us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We'll be happy to address them. In the meantime, have a great week, everybody. I am Britt. I am Craig. And this is the Football Fignuts Podcast. (laughs) 